Hey everyone, thanks for dropping into this week's episode. Really appreciate the support. Uh, if you haven't done so already, follow us on Run It Up Official on our Instagram. We've also got the fan page for the podcast called the Run It Up Podcast, of course. Uh, really appreciate you guys with all the support. Hope you guys check out, give us a follow, like, subscribe. You know what to do, guys. All right, let's get straight into it. Today's guest on the podcast is a social media expert. She is well-versed in the world of social media, in particular Instagram. She helps out a ton of people when they're just starting out their small businesses or their medium-sized businesses, and she helps individuals grow their Instagram page from literally zero followers to thousands of followers and hundreds of interactions with each post. I highly recommend you guys check her out. A lot of her information that she gives out is free on her Instagram page called it, It's Bright Cactus. Highly recommend you check her out. Couldn't speak any more highly about her. She's an absolute fabulous person to speak to. And let's get straight into it. So, so Fiona, I really appreciate you um, jumping on, taking the time today, because I know your schedule is quite hectic. Because you do have... That's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a long list of clients. But yeah. um, taking a back step to that, you're, um, the reason why you're busy is because what would be an accurate description? You're, um, social, like a one-on-one social media, um, I don't know. Like a vague job description? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I, would, I do social media marketer because it's nice and broad. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one consulting, um, both with like businesses and also with uh, larger corporations and with agencies. Um, And that can be a one-on-one, like just a one-off consult um, and also ongoing coaching. Um, Some people have me on retainer to talk to them, you know, at different times of the month. Um, And I also am a social media manager. So I have a couple of clients um, at any given point in time where I'm just helping to run their show and, you know, get things ship shape. (laughs) (laughs) So, because your your story is quite interesting, because um, well, the first first of all, the way I um, found out who you were was I was just <laughs> uh, scrolling through Instagram Explore, saw one of your uh, posts, and um, good to see the hashtags are working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was um, it was kind of specifically related to my situation. So it had mm-hmm. uh, six, I think it was like six uh, tips that small businesses. Um, you know, like oh, the five mistakes that yeah, sorry, five mistakes that small businesses make when they first start out, and so like I go have a quick read through, and I realised I was actually making some of those mistakes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are. That's why I made a post. (laughs) And I just uh, continued to go through your page, see a lot of like helpful tips, a lot of great information specifically for businesses starting out, small businesses, and kind of like. Yeah, I guess your medium-sized businesses. Yeah. And I just had to dive in a little bit deeper and find out a bit more about the person behind that <laughs> page. Yeah. No, it's good. I like having that Instagram account because I know that a lot of, like I've been in this industry for like over six years now. Um, and the thing about social media is that so many amazing social media marketers that I know don't have any information on their Instagram pages because we do it for work. So it's just so interesting that like when I started posting, I was like, it was so weird to me to see other people posting about it because I was like, oh, none of us normally share this on our Instagram. Well, no, we're normally just too soft with actual work to do it. So yeah. it's been really good getting to like connect with a lot of businesses through Instagram in that way and be able to help people out in a free way because a lot of my previous roles are working with clients that have much, much, much larger budgets um, than a lot of smaller and medium-sized businesses can afford, especially in those startup stages. So I just like being able to put that information out there for free so that they can actually have a shot. And in saying that, it is quite um, valuable to give out that information for free anyway because just like when you're starting out with um, anything, you know, new um, a new job, a new yeah. sport, you're kind of in like that awkward phase where you're trying – you're trying to learn a bit of rhythm, a bit of skills, and it is, you know, it's quite awkward. You might feel silly <laughs> doing it. I know I did, trying to like, I couldn't really always 
post, say, um, pictures of products or whatever. I kind of have to put my face a bit out there so people kind of, I guess people can see me and they see a bit of connection, I guess, like a bit of... Yeah. Um, it also helps with building trust as well because exactly. like people know that you're a real person. And I think there's another thing that helps to, for me to build trust is that I've had an online presence um, under like other brands that I've had since, oh God, like 2008, 2009. Like I started a YouTube channel in 2009. So <laughs> it's, it's really good for building trust in my case because I'm like, y'all know I would be embarrassed as hell if I was being scammy here. Like, I'm not going to be a sham because that is embarrassing. Like, people will be able to see me and see that I've had these, like, high moral standards and high ethical standards. <laughs> I just, I could not do it. I mean, I also don't want to do it. That's also, I have very strong, you know, ethical standards and moral standards for myself. But I'm like, if you put your face out there, it's, you're committing to that, which I think is really powerful. Yeah, it kind of gives it, um, I guess, like for a better word, like a bit of more, Humanizing, humanizing, yeah. I guess, because you could, you know, you could create like a a main page on Instagram, and you'd never have to show who you are or like who is behind, yeah, that page. Yeah. And Although I think it, I think it is one of those things that can be done without putting your face out there, um, because I don't know. I see a lot of people saying that you have to put your face out there, and as I just said, it can be really powerful. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it can differ from brand to brand. Um, just because sometimes like I've worked on a lot of accounts where there isn't a face behind it and they perform really well because it's, it's what works best for that brand. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Do like, you know, like Sorry. Anything. I'm always like pinch of salting it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, it's my big thing is I'm like, not one approach works for everyone. So I hate giving any like blanket advice. <laughs> no, but like you're right because, you know, depending on whatever business or situation they're in, you know, not everything is, um, you know, not everything is concrete, not everything has to yeah. be exactly the way because everyone's situation is different. Exactly. Yeah. And also, you've had quite an extensive history with working for major, was it mm -hmm. social, like mo uh, major businesses or was it major social businesses? Uh, it's a major corporation. So there are a couple of the brands that I've worked with are like Fortune 500 companies kind of thing. Um, and other ones where it's just like, that's a household name brand. You probably have it in your kitchen or your bedroom or whatever it may be. Uh, so yeah, I have a long history of working with those. I started working in-house, um, at a company called Global, which basically has like all the major radio stations in the UK, apart from the BBC. That's the easiest way to explain it to someone outside of <laughs> the UK. Um, but that was really great working in-house there and also drove my like content first approach to social media because I do think content is the most powerful thing um, on social media that people keep on lacking on. Um, and then I also worked for a number of agencies. So in the social media marketing world, agencies, often they're like PR or marketing agencies originally because social is so new um, and they'll have a social division or a social branch, whatever it may be. Um, but agencies have a lot of clients. And so a person working at a social media marketing agency would be assigned to any number of clients between, I was working, you know, kind of between four and seven clients at a time, um, depending on where I was and what the workload was. Um, so yeah, so through that, I just got to have exposure to a lot of really great brands and also a lot of really great mentors. Like I was not a one man team there at all. You know, I had a lot of really great people guiding me in the process. Uh, to the extent that I got confident enough and felt that I could tackle things on my own. Yeah, and it was really interesting because that is such like a prestigious role for any company and it's, constant, <laughs> it's constantly evolving and developing into like new features, you know, like to, uh, you know, gaming streams with Twitch and, mm -hmm. you know, you've got, and of course like Instagram come out with or any social media um, platforms come up with new, I guess, new, new features, new features in that. And yeah. You know, Instagram coming up with features by which they mean taking yeah. features from other platforms and then chucking them on their own. Exactly. Like, like what most businesses do. They kind of yeah, yeah, borrow, true. I guess you can borrow, get inspired. Borrow, yeah. <laughs> so what made you, um, start your own, kind of like your own business where you're helping individuals in that beginning stages? as opposed to 
kind of continuing down the corporate path. Exactly, major, you know, dealing with yeah. major social accounts and probably a bit of job security. I mean, tough, oh yeah, not, not good, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think the main thing was it was at the start. It definitely, honestly, was not that big of a deal. So. I was, um, I knew that I was at kind of a point in my career where the next job I was going to marry, like, cause I, I love my, I love my work. I love my job and stuff. So there was never a, a doubt in like the industry that I was in or the field or the type of work I was doing. And I was like, the next job I go into, I'm going to marry. I'm going to be at that organization or that company or whatever for a very long time. And I thought that I would regret if I didn't try going freelance. Cause honestly, I am surrounded by so many freelancers. A lot of my friends are like creatives and just do things on their own. And I was like, I'll regret not trying that before I get married to this job. <laughs> so I just was like, okay, I'm going to, um, my partner and I were planning to go travel around Asia for a year. Um, obviously Miss COVID kind of interrupted that about six <laughs> months in, but we were like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's go travel for, and she was, she's already freelance. So I was like, yeah, let's go travel for a year and a half and I'll see if I can make this work and I can see if I even like it because I honestly, I love corporate. I really like, I feel like I'm different to a lot of, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs and all that where a lot of them are like, escape the nine to five. You hate it. And I'm like, Oh no, I quite, quite liked it actually. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, it was just about deciding to try it out. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, so we came back to Australia and, there was a point in July last year in 2020 where I lost my two major clients and they were the ones kind of like keeping the machine chugging along, you know, paying the bills kind of thing. And I lost them both in the space of half an hour, which was pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> and bo both of them were fully COVID reasons. There was no hard feelings whatsoever. Um, I'm actually working with another one of them again already. So that's great. Um, and it was, you know, very no hard feelings all COVID related. We would love to keep you on if we could. We just can't. And that's understandable. Um, and at that point, I had to decide if I want to continue trying to, you know, get more management clients, do coaching, do consulting, continue down that path, or if I want to start applying for corporate roles again, because I've got to pick one at that point. Uh, and I decided to continue down this path because I had faith that I would find other management clients that I would want to work with. I had faith that I would be able to coach people effectively. And it's just something I'm really passionate about is also helping other people. It's why I started it in the first place because I like giving everyone an equal opportunity to access this kind of information and be able to build their business, which often this kind of opportunity is only provided to people, you know, with a certain background in education or certain connections at the right businesses and stuff like that. So that's something that's really strong within me to be able to try and level that playing field. Um, so yeah, kept going with it and it's going well so far. <laughs> and you know, if anyone gets a chance to check out your, um, page, like it's clear that the content you put out and the stories you put out, plus I think there are a few customer testimonials you upload sometimes, like it's mm. pr the proof's in the pudding, like it's like what yeah, you, I mean, what you I preach is getting results. Yeah, that's one of my main things about social media is like a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of people out there who are like, oh, like get, you know, 10,000 followers in a week or this hashtag strategy that grew my account to this or, you know, all those kinds of things. Uh, and my main thing is that like I'm good at social media. I'm great at the numbers don't lie, not to boast. It's just true. <laughs> um, but I don't necessarily care about make, being good at social media. I care about making businesses great at business because of social media. So I'm not going to tell you like, let's get you to this many followers. I'm going to have in-depth discussions with all of my clients about what their business goals are. And then we can see how we can achieve them through social media. And I'll be, I'll be able to uncover spots that they might not have thought of because I, this is my industry. This is my, this is my ballpark ballpark. This is my yeah. hometown game. I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying, but you know, this is what I'm used to. So, yeah, it's about actually making people good at business, not just being like, by the way, get followers or get these views on a reel. And I'm like, I don't care about that if they're not people who are going to help your business down the line. And that's that's really important, like what you said, because it's not just about having crazy numbers on your socials, because mm. at, at the end of the day, like any any business, any local business, you go past or you 
buy their products or services from. What makes them good is because they they might give you that individual attention or they give you that care factor, which yeah. at bottom line is the foundation of sustainability in um, business world. Yeah, exactly. You you want your business to be sustainable and your social media accounts to be sustainable like that. Like honestly, if I wanted to like blow up my social media Instagram that I run, Bright Cactus, it's like I could just be posting like I know there's a market for girl boss and boss babe and you know really push that branding go a bit pinker you know post more photos of my face in like a pastel setting and wearing a white dress i don't own a white dress i only wear black clothes so like (laughs) i know there's a market for that but that's not my people that's not what i want to reach and i want to be able to be reaching businesses i care about and honestly i'm successfully doing that at this point even with a lower follow account so i'm really happy with that and you know that's great it's great to hear because you know, anyone can YouTube videos and because I'm not, you know, totally versed in that tech world, mm-hmm. like what, what's your, I guess, opinion or thoughts about when people put up videos where it's like you can do X, Y, and Z and get 10, like 10,000 followers within a short, short period of time. Like is there, Ugh. is there some sort of like, I guess, uh, not like kind of spammy, <laughs> spam Oh, I, I, situation. Think I think it's scammy as hell, honestly. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of these, I think they are very clever marketing tools in the sense that they're speaking directly to a pain point. So people say, like, you know, people who don't have a deeper understanding of social media, which is understandable, it's not everyone's job, think that followers are the most important thing. And then they're like, oh, I need my business to do well. I need followers. And their pain point is not having followers. So these marketers are really great at saying, hi, here's your pain point. I'm going to tell you how to address it. And they're speaking to other pain points, like you don't have time to grow an account. Okay, cool. We're going to do it in 10 days. And it speaks to those pain points. But my issue with those is that I am yet to find one that actually drives results that benefits the people. They might get those followers. Also, a lot of the time they don't. (laughs) Um, But it's not actually about building a sustainable, impactful business online. It's just about those vanity metrics or sometimes it's not about those vanity metrics. It's about getting you to buy their ebook, buy their course, buy their whatever it is that can do that. And you can, it's a very smart marketing funnel, if that makes sense, because they'll make their whole account about, for example, you know, you need reels to succeed online. You have to, you have to be using reels. It's the only way your business will blow up and the only way you can be financially free and all of that. And then coincidentally, oh my God, guys, they have a course on reels. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy how they tell you you need this thing and then they have that thing for you to buy? So yeah, I find it quite shady and it's not a practice that I like to engage in. Like I'm, I am working on a couple of things. Like I'm working on an ebook right now um, and I would love to release a course down the line when I have the time um, outside of everything else. But it, it wouldn't be one of those things where I'm going to start setting up my whole page about how, by the way, guys, uh, you need an ebook about this particular thing if you ever want to succeed. It'll be, here's all this free information still. Here's this ebook. It's really helpful. Here's what you'll learn and get it if you want. I'm not going to try and manipulate into doing it because that's the, that's the, that's like the grummy side of marketing that I, I don't enjoy. I like using marketing for good, but that's just me personally. Yeah. uh, I've actually got a few, um, you know, emails on like my business email where people, they'll send you one email. I'm guessing it is like from an actual (laughs) person you know they'll say how much they like your content how much they like this particular post and how they want (laughs) to put it on their um on their account and then they would state like how many followers their account has they have like hundreds of hundreds of thousands of followers yeah you know and it all sounds good you know it kind of almost sounds like they're going to do it for free so (laughs) sometimes sometimes i'll just go a little bit further just for fun and say yeah, just to see what's up. <laughs> I, I would say, yep, um, let's put the wheels in motion. Let's put whatever particular post you want up. And then, yeah. they, say, then they send you an email saying, all right. Here's uh, the invoice. Yep, one, <laughs> one post can get you. And it's weird how they kind of put like a number in it. This one post will get you th- between three and 5,000, two posts, <sighs> 10 and 15. And, you know, they charge you in US, US dollars, you know, trying to charge you the most amount, like yeah. the, the most, the highest currency, but at the cheapest price. 
which is, you know. Yeah. No, it's just, I think the, I actually, um, I, I refer to it to my friends as I joined a cult um, because I saw one of these people, um, this is when I was looking into creating a course, um, but then life took over, so it's on the back burner. Um, and I was advertised, because I'm in this field, I get advertised a lot of these things. And I was advertised one, which is like, learn how to build like a profitable course in like five days. And I was like, okay, because I hadn't really like paid any attention to these types of ads before, because I don't need to know how to do X, Y, Z, because I already do X, Y, Z. But with a course, I was like, I haven't made one before. So I'd be interested in learning a bit more about it. And oh my gosh, it was a cult. It was honestly a cult. I was in there every day they had, I'm trying not to say things because I honestly believe they have the best legal team, but they had a challenge every day. And I could see, because I'm obsessed with like cult documentaries. I love that sort of thing. There were cult tactics in it. <laughs> and every day they're like, here's your challenge for the day. Everyone turn up to the live everyone post whatever it may be. There's like a thousand dollar prize. If you engage every day, okay. If you give us your attention and your energy and we can lure you down that hole further. And honestly, it was really sad because at the end, this five day thing is free, which honestly during that five days, I learned absolutely nothing, but like, to be fair, some people might have picked up some information good for them. But at the end of that five days, they're selling this course, which I can't remember how much it was, but it was hundreds of dollars, potentially thousands. Um, that you have to sign up to get that full benefit and really launch. Uh, they would call it your like, I think it was like stunning or gorgeous. They were like your stunning profitable online course, your gorgeous online profitable course. And I was like, this is insane. But a lot of the people who I saw in this group were a bit older women and people who I don't think like would have known that this was going to be that scammy. And I Googled this company and they have so many reviews from people saying that they signed up to buy one ebook and now they're getting charged monthly amounts and they don't know how to cancel it or they signed up for the course and nothing was delivered. Like the reviews are horrible, but if you're targeting the right, you know, right in quotation marks types of people, they might not know how to look up for those reviews. And then they're just getting scammed out of their money. And also some of my clients have come to me because they've gone to courses similar to this where they've paid a lot of money to go and attend this course and understand how to do this certain thing. But it doesn't actually teach them properly. And then they have to come to me and they have to spend more money. Sorry, guys. Um, but, you know, to learn how to do it properly and actually get the results that they need. So that's the main reason. Like if it was just people out there making a quick buck and not hurting one anyone, I wouldn't really have an issue with it. But I am annoyingly vocal about speaking out about these. I call them faux social media marketers because they're positioning themselves as experts and they are. I want to say tricking people into giving them their money and then not delivering them on the results. And to them, it's just another faceless person buying their course or their ebook or whatever, but these are real people. And it's like, it actually impacts their lives. And I really don't like that. So that is why I'm annoyingly vocal speaking up about these people. It's not just annoying to me because it's like my industry and I love my work and I'm kind of protective of it. Cause I'm like, this is such a cool industry to be in. Um, but also because people are getting hurt and ew, no, don't do that. Exactly. It's um it's almost like um how would I say it? You find or ba ba like you know, your basic scam where find the most vulnerable, find the people who mm -hmm. aren't I wouldn't say low educated but have No, yeah, but they do, they do have a, a lower education in this specific yeah, situation. Exactly. Like and you know, they're not as informed about it and a lot of older generations get targeted by it as well because you know, they're told that they, I find it's honestly targeting people from older generations, uh, younger generations, like teenagers and early uni, and also lower socioeconomic status, because the pain point that a lot of people feel in general is finances, money. People want to, you know, feel financially free. They want to, you know, live a life of wealth and all of that. And so when you're selling them this course, as in you can build this sexy, profitable online course and not have to work as much, then it's, you know, people sign up for that because that's what it's speaking to. And when you're scamming people out of their money who are in a situation where they're desperate enough to be, you know, more easily molded into these courses, like that's so rude. Like I have had coaching clients, um, like I take consulting calls for people um, for, free of charge. And sometimes if I send through my rates, and they say they can't afford it, I'm like, not a problem. Like here's a reduced package that I can offer. 
Um, maybe we'll offer something down the line that could be helpful. Here's another option, but like no pressure at all, because if someone cannot afford it, I do not want to trick that person into it. I don't want to say to them, oh, like if you want to take your business seriously, now's the time and you should probably act or like, oh, I thought you were really committed to being financially free. So if you reconsider being committed to being financially free, get in touch. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to actually help people. So yeah, I don't know. They speak to that pain point. It does well. It gets their money and it's not something I approve of. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I totally agree because um, the way I want to kind of um, run my company or Mm. small business at the moment, extremely small. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Goes like somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to give out tips that worked for me and areas that didn't work for me because, and like give it out for free as well because, you know, a lot of my information that I've read up has come from the internet, of course, from various sources and individuals, but I like to think I do enough. You got to filter through sometimes, but yeah, yeah. like I do enough uh, due diligence to find out Mm -hmm. specific people. So, um, whether they, they are from Australia, they're an Australian company and they have, you know, testimonials from other people that can like vouch that their information is correct and that yeah. their business is, that business or information they're, set, they're informing people about is actually working, which like most things you've got to kind of, you kind of got to suss out where you're getting info yeah. from. But, I, think that, I think that's the business owner life, isn't it? Just like... Yeah learning as much as you can and then figuring out how much of that was legit. <laughs> yeah. Because, I feel you. Because I made, I've made a lot of mistakes from, well, I wouldn't say so many mistakes, but like a few little areas from, I guess, not so reputable um, sites. And mm. one, one major one was, and on your page you highlighted as well, a common mistake for businesses to start out is actually going on, say, your com- I guess your competitors or mm-hmm. brand, brands or companies that are similar in your in your lane in your yeah in your niche yeah niche and you're following those people, so it's almost like <laughs> the way it was put it was like st- like stealing your competitors. So if you follow them, and then, you know you get the follow back. But la- later I've learned, you know those those people who follow you back aren't actually. Um, how would it? How yeah, would they don't say? care about you. They're not potential customers. Exactly. They're more like, yeah. if anything, it's more like bulk. It's like you're getting more bulk numbers rather than specific in, or yeah. individuals that are specifically... Things that can actually move your business along. Exactly. Like they actually want to learn. They want to be more involved, be more a part of your business rather than just like almost like a bulk filler for numbers. Yeah. I mean, the social media marketing sphere on Instagram is so rife with that. Every single post they do... I will get comments from the social media buzz or glossy socials by Hannah. None of these are real names, by the way, not calling anyone out. I'm just making up the same generic names I've seen everywhere. And every post I do, they're like, love this hun. And I'm like, okay, like you don't follow me. I don't think you're someone who's going to give me information just from glancing at your account. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just one of those techniques that's kind of taught to everyone. And It can be helpful to follow some accounts within your niche because you want to stay informed. Um, Like I do follow, you know, a number of social media marketers and numbers of business owners because that is interesting to me. But when it comes to just blindly commenting, going through hashtags, going through geotags and all of that and commenting, trying to get people's attention, that's not that's not going to work because why would a social media marketer? I mean, I was going to say, why would a social media marketer want to follow me? But I had that great advice. So why wouldn't they? But, you know, like. (laughs) If you're a candle business, why would other candle businesses want to follow you? Realistically, they're not going to buy candles from you. They're just there to see what's up. Like it's not it's not useful to you and your business. So you want to actually be engaging with people, you know, within your sphere. One thing I did see, I haven't actually tried this out, so I'm not saying to test it, but I, I thought this was kind of genius and kind of shady, is instead of doing that, go to your competitors' things and go to their comment section and see who's like genuinely engaging and liking those comments so you get into their notifications. And I haven't tested this, I don't know if it's legit, but I was like, that's smarter. You know, like you're actually reaching people who are 
engaging with your competitors, therefore they might engage with you. So it's smart when you do that. But if you just comment on your competitors' posts, like no one cares. When was the last time you checked someone's comments and were like, oh, can't wait to find a new person to follow here? No one does that. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost seems like it's not as genuine as, say, that particular company or that particular page sending you like a DM. I mean, yeah. of course, there's, you know, there's levels to like what they actually say in the DM, but if it's like a, <laughs> a, a genuine message, then you kind of, yeah. you get that more like uh, genuine connection, that genuine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I connect with a lot of like people who are in my niche and I DM them. I share them on my stories. Like I probably just seem like a fangirl to some of them because I just share them and they, they're like, thanks for sharing. I don't think they say it in that tone, <laughs> but you know, like. There are ways to engage with people within your niche in a genuine way. Um, but doing that whole, like, you know, spend 10 minutes spamming everyone's comments and saying, love your pick hard. It's just not helpful for anyone. It's wasting your time. It's giving them an, a comment. So it's good for their engagement, I guess, but it's not going to really do anything for you. Mm. Unless if you, you know, you've got your own massive following, but for yeah. your average person, say, you know, they've got, between 50 and 100 followers you do it enough you do it enough times and then instagram they actually they'll actually penalize you as well yeah because you seem spammy they don't yeah. want spam accounts you and that can happen if you're a larger account as well it's just about you know not getting caught but it's like maybe just don't do it because it's a waste of time <laughs> mm. so in saying that what are other common mistakes that your clients may come across or that you particularly see when mm -hmm. people are starting out their uh, Instagram page or their, I guess, their business as well. Because yeah. what I've, what I'm sl slowly learning, and <laughs> you actually put up a post about this yesterday, which was really, it was, <laughs> it was really interesting. Am I just reading your mind here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just because it, like, you're just so you're so versed in this small business aspect. Um, so what you particularly said was. And what I'm um, learning from other successful clothing brands is it's not about posting um, your products, your T-shirts, your hoodies, your, your jumpers and whatever it is, <laughs> products, tangible, intangible services, whatever. Yeah. It's not about um, asking people to buy. It's not about everyday people don't want to be, you know. People don't want to be sold to every day. Exactly. People. Yeah. It's the same with. You know, those call centers, people don't want to talk to those people who get um, phone calls from call centers every day. It's almost, yeah. it's almost. I think it's yeah. just about, yeah, I think it's um the main opportunity that I see people missing on social media is the ability to build a lifestyle around your brand. So this is especially, um, you know, prominent for brands with a physical product and they're selling, you know, an item, but you have this such a great opportunity to show people what your product looks like within their life. So for example, if you're selling cat towers, because I'm looking at a cat tower right now. No, I don't have a cat yet. We're visiting one tomorrow. I'm very excited. But if you're selling cat towers, you could just take photos of the cat towers. But what we could also do is share images of cats using the cat towers, first of all, but also like advice for taking care of your cat, cute photos of cats, like different rescue centers in your area that you're supporting. Like there are so many more things. So when people follow that page, a lot of the time people don't actually care that much about product. They care about what it can bring to their life or a service as well. They don't care about, you know, if someone were to buy like my ebook, which I'm currently writing, they don't care about buying an ebook. They don't care about having a PDF on their laptop or their iPad. What they care about are the results and the transformation that they can get from that and the things that they can learn from it that can help to transform their business or transform their social media accounts to help grow their business. So I'm never going to just be saying, hey, guys, there's an ebook. It's like this many pages and this many words because that's not value to you. You need to know what it can do for you. And same with the cat towers. A cat tower in itself is like, cool, it's a, it's a cat tower. I mean, this one is very cool. It's shaped like a cactus. But, you know, you need to build on that more. You need to give them more than just like that one thing. Um, so, yeah, and also just people don't want to be sold to in every single post. So if every post is about selling that cat tower, people will get tired of that. So you need to diversify and give them value and give them a reason to follow along. Like that's the same with my account as well. On my social media accounts, I provide free advice to people and I let people into my life 
And part of that, like, obviously not the whole thing because I'm not some weird scammy person, but like part of that is because then when I am promoting that I am available for coaching or I'm available for consultancy, people want to reach out to me because they have already had that value from me and I'm not asking them to just buy my course, buy my ebook, come work with me every single day, which I'm honestly not doing because I don't even have the time. But, you know, you need to you need to mix it up. You need to keep it diverse and actually build an entire lifestyle around your product. Exactly. That's so it's so important what you said because, you know, I've I've come across um, I well I try and keep up with different and search out different I guess you could say Australian clothing brands, you know, mm. there's social media pages. Yeah. And so I've come across many uh, where they just post, they kind of, they just post their clothes, you know, it's the image on its blank t-shirt on Photoshop, you know, and yeah. what's, what's interesting is sometimes it's frustrating to me, but, you know, each, each to their own, um, they'll actually get quite a lot of, um, interactions, you know, likes, comments about that particular post yeah. as opposed to something that's a little bit more colourful, a little bit more animated, you know, it might be a meme about a particular uh, current trend or whatever. Yeah. And I've come across um, some where some um, they'll actually have a whole bunch of, I guess you could say, kind of current pop culture related content. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of t- tending more towards that because um, there's a particular brand in Australia. It's called YKTR. You know the rules, mm-hmm. and they're they I'm really hoping I could get someone from that business on the podcast because <laughs> they are to me they are like the pinnacle of utilizing social media, u- utilizing content that isn't just about selling people their products you know, nice they, i need to check them out i, I definitely re- recommend anyone should check up on their socials yeah so i reckon just off, off the top of my head probably every maybe fifth fourth or fifth post is actually a post of their you know their product and it's not it's not actually in the caption it's not like link in the bio come by now yeah exactly it's more like this is what it is um they might have like a clever caption with it. Or Absolutely, yeah, because people aren't, they're not there to buy that exact product because at the end of the day, like you don't buy a t-shirt, like you buy a thing that makes you feel a certain way about your life. So all of my clothes, I mean, I'm probably also extra weird with this, but whenever I buy an item of clothing, uh, I always am like, would future Fiona wear this? And like, what situation is she wearing this in? Is she walking into a meeting? Is she going out with friends? Like, I have to visualize exactly what it is. So at the end of the day, it's not about the shirt. It's about, you know, what that can bring about. So if they're posting things about, like, you know, the memes and the lifestyle stuff, that means that people are like, hey, this lifestyle resonates with me. Oh, and look, there's a t-shirt I can wear that's like a tangible way of saying this lifestyle resonates with me. So yeah, no, I'll check them out. They seem to be doing a good job. Yeah, They've got you on board. <laughs> yeah, because they, you know, they utilize every aspect of just, you know, posts, um, mm-hmm. stories, vlogs, podcasts, Q&A, and they really, they're all about engaging the community. Yeah. and like Love you know, that content. Content first. Exactly. And that's what I've started to come around to learning is how important content is. Not particularly, yeah. not particular content where it's like of your products, but content in the sense of how are people going to relate, how are people going to buy into what your brand is about, which yeah. is which is what I should have, you know, I should have started um, my business off first is establishing people buying into it, not buying the tangible assets. Yeah, that's no, good. Um, and so that's what I've kind of, started to lean towards is focusing content around, you know, having people buy into the particular niche. Yeah, buy into the lifestyle. Exactly, buy into the lifestyle because that will, you know, that attracts attention. It gets that snowball effect. People start to And also it gets the right people as well. Like you want to have 
the right people on board. And also those posts are really great for awareness too. Like people are more likely to share that than a new product a lot of the time. So exactly. And yeah. then you start like, especially for them, you start to see that snowball effect where people, they're actually enjoying their content and then to show their support, they're going to buy into their products, which, yeah, you know, it is, it is probably like just at this point where I'm at now on the top of my mind, that is probably like the most challenging, but like the most essential part because anyone, you know, anyone can make a basic design for a t-shirt, but yeah. until you get people to start buying into it, will determine how. It's all how, about the branding. Exactly. Until people start buying into the business, that will determine how Where's that catchphrase from? You're repeating that a lot. I feel like you've, I feel like you've listened to a podcast or something. You've picked up the catchphrase. <laughs> I just try and I try and not just get one source of information. I try and you know I mean, get course, abroad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, abroad, I, I have yeah. the same thing where like sometimes I'll like have a phrase that like really resonates with me, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> you can just see that happening with you. Because it, it was when you know hindsight's always twenty twenty, but when I look back to where where I started, like started the page particularly, I was kind of I was kind of you know, not upset, but like confused. I was like, well, I've got X amount of followers and I've got plenty of items. Why? And the designs are quite, you know. Where's my money at? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> why isn't, why aren't people particularly engaging yeah. with the posts? And then, you know, fast forward a few months later, I'm learning about how important content and how important brand, like the story behind yeah. the brand is. I mean, honestly, that was even a mistake that, I mean, I don't want to say mistake. I just didn't really care at the start. Um, but that was one of the things that I learned when I had that turning point last July, um, when I lost those two clients and I was like corporate or full-time freelance. I was like, when I, the first thing I did when I was like, okay, full-time going for myself, let's just go at it. Even though I just lost my two clients, the first thing I did was hire a graphic designer because I'm not, I can do graphic design, but I'm not the best at it. And it takes a lot of my time. Like I will spend way more time on a post than my graphic designer will. Um, and I knew that having good content out there was really valuable for me, attracting new people and bringing in new clients. So yeah, like that content first approach has to be, has to be there because before that I wasn't posting that regularly because I was too busy with client work. And now I'm like, nope, I'm, Deciding now I'm sticking to this, you know, for the foreseeable future, commit, get a graphic designer on board, actually go for it. So yeah, you got to, you got to have that content. Mm. It's like, you know, just to reiterate, it is, it is pretty much like the fundamental part of starting, even if it's your own personal page as well, it's like a fundamental yeah. aspect of getting people to buy in and start engaging because yeah. what I've come to notice as well, it's not so much about the likes and the comments because when you go to Instagram analytics for all the insight for each post, um, I'm particularly more um, interested in the reach, like the reach potential because a lot more people- well, At your stage in the business, you should be. Yeah. So when, when businesses are starting out, the biggest mistake that they make is not focus there's different objectives for different stages of business and this is also something that a lot of those like you know courses and all that sort of stuff teach incorrectly because when they're at their stage in their business they're often at a conversion stage i mean they're selling a course and you're buying it so they're converting um that's not where you got to be most of, all of the time like at the beginning it has to be about awareness it needs to be about growing that audience and if you don't do that pe people can't buy from you if they don't know who you are and the other thing that people do as well, I see a lot of the time is start posting as if they're already an established business. Like they're, they're creating these posts and they're like, Hey guys, like new item just dropped. People don't know who you are yet. They don't care yet. <laughs> so you need to approach it as if you are a new business and you are a new brand starting out. When you start that Instagram account, don't go straight into selling, start talking to your customers, telling them about, you know, if it's about you, because that's relevant, if it's about the brand story, if it's about the products, if it's about like, the mission behind it. Maybe you have a really sustainable jewelry company and you want your post to be establishing you as that person to go to for sustainable gold jewelry or whatever it may be. And if you just start selling, being like, hey guys, aquamarine earrings are on sale now, 
they're not going to care yet. So you have to actually talk to them as if they're new because they are. And, you know, on a personal note, I've actually, when I first started, I was actually that person you described. I was, you know, I had all my friends as followers, like legitimate followers, mm. reliable followers, but I was more in that phase of here's the item, the uh, new item, new item. link Go in on. bio. Go get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yep. when you take a step back to think about it, it's like if I was, you know, if I was a person looking at that account, I would have said, yeah. well, I don't really have a connection. I don't know anything about you. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So why would I buy into something I have no idea what it's about? Yeah. I remember you mentioning as well that you want to talk about, like, getting people to come from their personal Instagrams over to their business ones. Um, mm. Just because you mentioned it just then about asking your friends. Um, and I think as well, one of the important things to remember is that, like, you don't necessarily need your friends and family to follow your business Instagram. So I have a lot of friends. <laughs> I have a lot of friends. No, I have a lot of friends who don't follow my business account because it's not for them. They don't work in social media marketing. They don't own businesses. And, you know, it's not within their field of interest. And so I honestly do not care. I'm not offended. I think like I think I see a lot of these on TikTok where they're like, nothing makes you realize like no one supports you like running a small business. Hands up if you lost your friends and family from running a small business. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like I'm really lucky to have like friends and family who support me. And they don't all hire me because they don't all need to hire me. And so if you're running a business and people like your friends and family aren't buying for you, from you, that's okay. They don't need to. Like, that's just my perspective. Um, so, yeah, so the ones who do follow it, they're always really excited. And they're also just glad to have me on speed dial where they can just ring me up anytime and ask me questions about it because that's of interest to them. And they're learning something that's relevant for them in their life or just something that they're interested in. So that's like one of my main things when people like, because a lot of people always ask like, how do I get all of my followers on one platform over to another? My original Instagram account, that's like the closest I get to having a personal one, um, has over 8,000 followers on it. And I have only had, I've only promoted Bright Cactus a handful of times because that account is, I mean, I say it's personal, but I feel like we all know that everyone has some sort of personal brand when they're online. Um, so that's my personal account, but it's mostly about like being queer, LGBT stuff and travel. And so that doesn't always cross over with social media marketing for businesses. That's just not, the, it's not the same niche. <laughs> so there are two ways that you can bring them over. Like that's actually going to be helpful. One is, you know, actually showing posts that they care about. So I know that my audience over on Neon Fiona, which is my other account, I know that they care about travel, LGBT stuff, and just like my life in general, because I've been active on the platform for years. There are people who just like follow along for me, which is amazing. So whenever I'm posting something to Neon Fiona from Bright Cactus, it will always be things like I did a post about um, how to market during Mardi Gras or Pride, because a lot of marketers mess that up. So I shared that over onto Neon Fiona because that's LGBT related and it's, you know, it makes sense. I've shared personal posts where I'm like wrapping up the month on Bright Cactus because people there care, but also people in the Unfiona will care. So I share that over. So make sure that whenever you're promoting it, you're just promoting the things that are actually relevant to that other audience. Because I could share an amazing post about how the Instagram algorithm works. They don't care. They're not going to give a damn. So there's no point. Mm. There's, um, yeah. there's two, two points that, uh, that really stood out. What you just said is, you know, what you post on your business isn't, you know, it's not going to be suited for everyone who follows your personal because, yeah. you know, um, just to make a bit of a correlation, you know, the one particular diet isn't going to be like a whole blanket for everyone else's requirements because everyone is, everyone has different likes, needs, wants, and is yeah. in a different situation. So unless, unless if you're posting something from your personal to business or vice versa, it kind of has to be, a, has to be relevant. A relevant, or there has to be some sort of link between yeah. you and the business, and also yeah, between those two worlds. Because yeah, if you want to build a, uh, if you're like an influencer and you have a large following, then if you want to have a business, build it on that. If that's what, if that's all you want, if you just care about having any business, 
Like if I wanted to grow, you know, Neon Fiona, I've honestly never treated that as a business account, which is another funny thing because so many people are like, I have like over 5,000 followers on my Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, same. But there was no strategy behind that. My personal account just grew because people liked my content. They were, I've never had a strategy behind that. So when people just pretend that every time you succeed, it is pure strategy, it's not. Sometimes it's just, I don't even know, luck. People just want to hang around. It's just the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can build a brand off that. I could be like, yeah, guys, hey, here's like my, I don't know, travel app or something like that. I just don't care about doing that, honestly. <laughs> but you know, if you want if you want to build a thing off your personal brand, make it one about your personal brand that speaks to your personal brand and build a business from that. If you just, if you want to start a different business, you've got to just accept that some people won't care. Some people who follow your personal account, whether they're followers because they like your content as an influencer or whatever, or if they're your friends and family, they just may not care. And mm. that's so okay. Like, I don't care about some of my friends' jobs. I care about how it impacts them and their mental health and how they're feeling and how busy they are and all that, of course. But like, if they started talking to me about the details, like so many of my friends are lawyers. And if they start talking to me about like the, actually, no, honestly, I love that stuff. But if they had a less interesting field, I'd be like, okay, I don't need to see your Instagram account about that. And they don't need to see mine. Mm. It's, so, it's so important because, you know, you got to kind of, you know, when you make that business, uh, like let's say business account, business page, it's more, you don't want to make it too personal about yourself because that's what you're already doing on the previous page. Yeah, you've done that. <laughs> exactly. And it's quite, it's quite funny as well because I guess um, I try to, you know, it's always a bit hard, you know, starting out, like I said, it's a little bit awkward. You're trying to distinguish or like separate between yourself and the business, but also you want to put, if you know, say if you're actually starting your own business, you want a little bit of personality, personality. about yeah. yourself a little bit, but not so much where it's, you know, it's not just a second personal account. Yeah, I think it's just important in general um, to understand what your branding is online even if you're not like, I'm not saying as a business owner, as an influencer, just understanding what you're putting out there. And if you want to go the business route, know what your personality input is going to be there. So I've been dealing with this for a long time because I've been making YouTube videos for a long time. I've been really active on social media for a long time. So I've always had to kind of make a conscious decision or sometimes not a conscious decision. And I've, you know, made mistakes and talked about things I, you know, should have talked about online and stuff like that. Um, Cause I was, much younger when I started out and you just kind of need to have those boundaries and understand that for yourself. So none of any, not, nothing I ever have post online is fake. There's nothing fake about it. There's nothing like, Oh, I'm only going to show this part of my personality, but on, you know, neon Fiona, I'll talk about my actual everyday life. I'll show my friends. I'll show travel, especially, you know, when we're allowed to do it, <laughs> um, you know, and all that sort of stuff. On Bright Cactus, I understand that that's my professional account. And so I will be talking about, you know, handing out advice and professional things and what my work life is like. But I will also know that there's room to get vulnerable there. I can talk about how my mental health can impact my work because I have like depression and anxiety and that impacts my performance some days. And so I'm happy to be open and honest about that because I think that's something we should all be more open and honest about in the workplace and not that shouldn't be reserved for my personal account. And that's just me personally. Everyone has their own journey with sharing things. There's literally no pressure or shame in like, you know, sharing it if you don't want to. Um, but yeah, so it's just about segmenting which parts of your life you want to share on certain platforms and which are relevant because it's honestly not relevant to my small business social media marketing Instagram account if I've got like my mates over for brunch, like you guys don't really care. <laughs> so I'll keep that for my personal, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's really um, important what you said that you kind of, you decide what you want to share personally. And I guess people don't always want to see, um, just going a little bit of a tangent, people don't always want to see, you know, their heart, like, the highlights of the of the person because not everyone's life is one big incline of happiness. There yeah. Are, <laughs> there are points where people, you know, they experience some sort of trauma, they're, they're actually not happy, they do make mistakes and 
you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to share from like a business perspective or my personal, uh, whatever personal situation, and give that information because you know it might actually help that particular person. Yeah. And that's the a similar way why where way I want to run my business is I want to give I want to give the information out. I literally wouldn't. I would not hesitate if someone asked me my opinion on a particular uh, area. And if I didn't know, I would actually, you know, I'd be happy enough to tell them I don't know, but then give them a reference to someone who may know. Yeah. Because if I was on the other end, I would want, if I was starting out with... You'd want that honesty, yeah. Exactly. Even if I was starting out to be a chef or whatever um, situation, whatever profession I want to go into... I would want someone to give me help. I don't want to be, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be trapped in my own mind where it's like, I don't think I can do this because no one can give me the information I need and it's, you know, I just... Yeah, no, definitely. People, like, they want the free the free information. They do. And yes, it's they a, do. <laughs> and it's almost like a, an honest way of connecting with people because, you know, everyone... Oh, I guess for me in particular, I want to like I want I want all my friends like all people to like succeed. I want everyone to like make. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I want like, everyone to make a boatload of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, love it. But <laughs> but at the same time, you know, life isn't all one big happy incline of. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good to show like the ups and the downs, and also just do it within what you're comfortable with. There's no. Like, I know that in the past I've shared a lot of stuff online. This is, like, less to do with business and more to do with just, like, existing online. And, you know, I've done that because I wanted to. And then there's also times where I haven't shared certain things. Um, so it's just about finding the line that's, you know, that you're comfortable with and also in ways that you think can help people. But also don't feel the pressure to help people. If you've gone through something and you never want to talk about it online, even if it could change lives, that's fine. That's your, that's your experience. It's your trauma. It's your life. Keep your mouth shut if you want to. <laughs> yeah like into related to like a business perspective it's, you don't have to explain every fault that you've gone through because you know it might be the wrong time and you might not be able to deliver it where people can oh my god yeah relate. honestly that is one of the weirdest things that I find about the faux social media marketers on Instagram is a lot of them just kind of copy each other's content because, you know, like, and you know what? I get it. Like, I'm like, what, nearly a year in, or not even a year, but like nine months into making three posts a week with educational content. And wow, my brain, she's starting to run out. I'm like, God, I get why they all copy each other. Helps them stay consistent. Um, <laughs> not going to resort to that, but still. Um, but one of them, one of the things that they often do is they find a mistake and then all talk about it. So they're like, oh, like when your client finds out that you forgot to schedule your post for the week. And I'm like, guys, that's not, don't boast about that. That's really bad marketing. Because <laughs> like, I get that it's relatable for other social media marketers. That's not good for your clients to see. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird to me. Because it's almost like, yeah. it's almost like you're oversharing. You know, like you might, some people might have that, that one friend who overshares personal information and it's like it's a you know it's a bit much yeah exactly yeah you just gotta you just gotta find that line so yeah, yeah. and it, i guess i guess you can for someone who might not be too sure it's more like you gotta find that balance it's more like working that particular skill set yeah definitely so fiona i know that you have a busy schedule and i really appreciate you jumping on for today's episode um, of course, thanks for having me. I really hope to get you back again because your knowledge is absolutely extensive. I don't even think we scratched the surface of how, much, look, how much you know you about said, social media. You sent me through so many topics we were meant to cover and I think I we did about two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get through some next time because it was absolutely, you know, what you were saying about the particular things we talked about were just spot on and... Yeah, we could always do this again. <laughs> of course, no, I'd, I'd love to come back. We'll have another chat another time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, just so people can find out um, 
who you are, what kind of socials, and of course your ebook. Please let everyone know where we can find you. Yeah, I'm um, just I'm at it's bright cactus um, on Instagram and on TikTok now, um, and it's brightcactus.com. Uh, ebook is e ebook ebook is not there yet, but. God, I'm working at it. It's just so long. I'm like, I have to fill it with information. That's the thing. You commit to doing something. You're like, oh, wow, this, this takes time. What are you guys talking about? Um, but yeah, at It's Bright Cactus, everywhere on the internet. Come hang out. We'll have some fun. <laughs> All right, Fiona, I really appreciate uh, the time you've spent, you know, jumping on the podcast. It means a yeah, lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. Because this, this particular area is quite, uh, it's quite important, I reckon. When people are yeah, just no. trying to establish themselves, uh, their own personal. You got you got to know brand. your socials for almost every business. So hundred exactly. percent, especially B two C. Exactly. All, All right, right I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye.